Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, The Greatest Sermon Ever Given. What constitutes a great sermon? There have been many great sermons in the history of the world that God has used mightily. Jonah, a very reluctant preacher, preached God's message to Nineveh, and the whole city responded. Jonah 3, 1-5. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, preached, and 3,000 souls got saved. We still talk about a sermon preached by Jonathan Edwards in 1941, which was called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Each of these sermons were uniquely used by God for his purposes, but a truly standout sermon was given by the greatest of all preachers, namely the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Matthew 5-7 through is commonly called the Sermon on the Mount, but some have referred to it as, quote, the greatest sermon ever given. Of course, all Christ's sermons are equally great in the sense of their God-ordained purpose, but indeed the Sermon on the Mount was profoundly powerful. When Jesus got done, Matthew 7-28 says, quote, the people were astonished at his teaching. Matthew wrote with a Jewish audience in mind, and he wrote to show them that Jesus is their prophesied Messiah King. The theme of the book is Christ the King. Matthew wrote thematically, presenting various lines of evidence to show that this is true. The Christ must have a forerunner, as prophesied in the Old Testament, Isaiah 40, verse 3. This was fulfilled in the person of John the Baptist, who came on the scene to prepare the way for the Lord. He burst on the scene, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The way to the kingdom is through repentance. When Jesus began his public ministry, Matthew 4.17 says, quote, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Christ was presenting the kingdom, and the way into the kingdom is through repentance. Thus, both John and Jesus called for repentance, which is necessary to enter the kingdom. This is the background to what is called the greatest sermon ever given, as found in Matthew 5 through 7. John Philip says, quote, We have now come to the famous Sermon on the Mount. There is nothing to compare with it in all the literature of the world. Even the greatest of the world's moral, religious, and philosophical statements blush and stammer in the presence of this sublime declaration. End of quote. Amazingly, scholars have long debated as to what is the significance of this Sermon on the Mount. It's readily considered to be the most famous of Christ's teachings, but people grapple with how to properly apply it. However, we need to think in context, realizing the thematic format of Matthew. Matthew does not simply go from chapter 4 to chapter 5 without design. There's a connection here. The message in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7 through continues on with the kingdom theme. The Sermon on the Mount does not present the way of salvation, but rather presents kingdom ethics, which are indicative of the repentance called for by Christ in view of the kingdom being at hand. The Sermon on the Mount amounts to a detailed explanation of what true repentance looks like in the lives of those prepared to enter into the kingdom. There is a kingdom ethic applied to the church today as seen in the New Testament. For example, in Romans 14, 17. 
However, we can only live out this kingdom ethic by the power of the Holy Spirit in accordance with the new covenant which is indicative of kingdom reality. As God's people, we are kingdom-bound people, and we are therefore to live accordingly. The kingdom is not here yet, but we are to live in light of it as those whose citizenship is ultimately going to be in the kingdom. In chapter 4, Jesus lays down the necessity of repentance to enter the kingdom. Now in chapters 5-7, through seven, he lays out how those who are truly repentant should then live and what is to characterize their lives. This kingdom ethic is what defines those who are truly repentant. This is what it means to live out repentance in light of the coming kingdom. The Sermon on the Mount deals with what defines the nature of true repentance and the fruits of it. In view of the called for repentance in Matthew 3 and 4, it answers the question, how should we then live? It presents principles of character and conduct that defines those who are truly repentant and hence kingdom citizens. Well, as kingdom citizens, this is how God's people should live as so instructed by the king. The overall thrust of Matthew 5-7 through is that those who truly know Christ will exhibit that in changed lives. Kingdom people are repentant people. Kingdom people are those with changed lives. Kingdom people are those who recognize the lordship authority of Christ and take seriously his kingdom standards. Christ made it clear that the ultimate issue in view is who enters the kingdom. Christ in the Sermon on the Mount smashes easy believism and shows that only the truly repentant will ultimately enter the kingdom. Only those who truly know Jesus, Jesus as Lord are going in. Matthew 5.20 says, For I say unto you, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom. This is Jesus presenting uh, a righteousness standard. Matthew 7.21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. It's very clear in Matthew that John the Baptist called for repentance. Why? The kingdom was being, it was at hand. It was about to be presented in the person of Christ. Jesus comes on the scene. Same message. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. In order to enter the kingdom, we must be repented. And Lord, if we are repentant, how should we then live? Well, that's the Sermon on the Mount. We thank you for it. And Lord, as we get into this study of the the Sermon on the Mount, I pray it would be profitable for us and that we would indeed uh, live as your people should live, as kingdom citizens, uh, putting the truth of Christ's lordship on display. And uh, Lord, we thank you for giving us this kingdom ethic, uh, which we are to live by as, as kingdom citizens. Help us to do so today for your glory. Pray in Christ's name. Amen.